What is going on, guys? Welcome into the YPR podcast, where YPR stands for Young People Revolution, where young doesn't mean young in age, it means young in mindset. Today, we have a super awesome guest, my best friend, one of my good friends, Gerald. I can be your best friend, Jeff. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, I mean, <laughs> I talk to you. I definitely talk to you more than I talk to who I'd consider my best friend. And the only reason he gets the top spot, honestly, is just because I've known him since like seventh grade. So. There's that. Anyway, this guy, uh, my mentor, I've known him since, I mean, seven years. 2014. Yeah, 2014. This guy, um, one of the most special people in my life, at the very least, on a sentimental note. Uh, one of the best people that I think that I call when I need advice on anything. <laughs> He's one of the guys that, that have an absolutely incredible opinion and an even greater heart. And uh, he's somebody that I genuinely value his opinion because he has a, a perspective of positivity in a way that most people don't. And so I think uh, at the very least, guys, you should listen to what he has to say because what he has to say is, has done me well for the last seven years. But Jerry, I want you to do uh, an introduction. Tell the people here on sure. Facebook Live a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do. Jerry. Sure. Uh, well, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on your podcast today. And, and uh, man, I have enjoyed watching you grow and develop as a man, as a business person, as a salesperson, as a marketer. Um, you, you have just grown so much and as someone that just gets to play a part in your story and in your journey. Um, I'm very happy that, uh, that I met you through, of all things, the internet, believe it or not. <laughs> And hopefully we can we can talk a little bit about that story maybe. But um, sure, you know, uh, me I'm from Southeast Texas. I'm from a town outside of Houston. It's called Beaumont, Texas. If you follow uh, the border of Texas and Louisiana, uh, right when you go down to the Gulf of Mexico, it's a town called Beaumont. And uh, I grew up there and uh, thought I was going to be a NFL football player. And uh, my senior year, I got hurt, hurt my back. It kind of set my life in uh, a little bit of uh, transition, to say the least. I, I thought a lot about maybe being a football coach. But uh, I, my entrepreneur journey or my desire to get into entrepreneurship happened when I was 18 years old. Um, I came home for my birthday. Uh, my birthday is at the end of September. And my dad gave me a book. And well, actually, my dad set me on the edge of my bed. I, I I got into a good school. I went to Baylor University, second Bears, graduated from Baylor. And um, my dad sat me down at the end of his book, uh, at the end of the bed, and he said, I'm really happy that you're going to Baylor, but I've been reading this book, and I think that the information in this book is as valuable as anything that you're going to learn at school. And it's information that at 50, I wish I would have known when I was your age, which at that time I was 19 years old. And the book that my dad handed me was a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> and I would probably say that that book and some of the ideas in that book have shaped my psychology, have shaped my attitudes about business, about life, about employment, about do you want to do you want to work for somebody or do you want to start your own business? What are the pros and cons? Neither one of them are necessarily easy, but you have to you have to make a choice. And there's different types of businesses. And so I read that book and um, I got really excited to be an entrepreneur. And at 20, I started an e-commerce business and it was actually, uh, 
it was, I was in a fraternity at the time and that business was called fratastic.com. And I was drop shipping clothing, uh, like, uh, polo shirts and khaki pants and flip flops and stuff like that. And <laughs> didn't really know anything about what I was doing and, uh, lost money, but I had a lot of fun doing that. And, um, at 20, I got, uh, recruited to sell books door to door for a company called the Southwestern company. It was a publishing company and they sold books. They always hated it to be related to this, but it was like encyclopedias. <laughs> and that was my first really introduction to sales. And so I've always had a entrepreneurial, how do you see an opportunity in any situation attitude? Um, some of those things have been good. Some of those things have not been so good. Um, I, uh, I went after I graduated from college, I went and worked in the oil and gas industry as a petroleum landman. And I did that for, for over two years. I was making really good money. I wasn't married. I'm, I'm not married now, but, uh, I really also in conjunction with the entrepreneurship side had a very strong artistic side and the art, the art was acting. So uh, the money that I had saved and I had a rent house, uh, and was cash flowing every month, I decided I wanted to move to Austin. So I started taking acting classes. I eventually moved to Los Angeles. Um, in that time frame, I got involved in internet marketing and network marketing. And that's ultimately how you and I met. Yep. And so um, I have, uh, as, as it kind of relates to where I am now, and we can kind of weave in and out of my biography as well as talking about some of the things I know you want to talk about, but just to say that I've never seen a greater time in my life uh, for a need for people to develop an online brand online, the ability to, to try to generate cash flow, not money, cash flow, mm -hmm. the ability to either provide a service or a product to people via the internet and using all of the technology that has been created because I, I don't think this is the, the beginning or the middle, or excuse me, I don't think this is the middle or the end. I think this is just the, the beginning of all of this uh, economic uncertainty that we're going into. I agree. And so, so in Houston right now, I'm, I'm working in oil and gas. I still have some other entrepreneurial ventures that I'm building right now. And so uh, moving into the very front of it right now, because oil and gas is uh, not looking that great right now <laughs> is the online space. But uh, um yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I love it, man. Uh, I I think that's a great place to kick it off. And I want to, I got this message 22 minutes ago. And uh, my buddy, uh, to tee off to what you said a second ago, that you think this is the beginning and not the middle or the end. My buddy is um, a higher up in the tech side of the school district in Northern California. My best friend that I actually mentioned a minute ago that I've known for a little while. He just texted me and uh, the school districts had, had shut down and announced that they're going to shut down for at least three months, okay? at least three months in Northern California uh, for the school district. That's absolutely insane. And uh, the text message that just came through was his direct supervisor said that he has been hearing rumors that 90% of schools in California won't even reopen this school year. That's a, a six month window, pretty close. And so the beginning of the end, I'd, it's not the end. It's not the end, but it may be uh, the end of the old. Yeah, and I the mean, beginning of of the new. It and, is, and and so beginning of the new. 
what do you what we're what we're all experiencing um you know we could spend we could spend the time that we have together talking about uh uh all of the different things that uh, we're hearing and reading um i hope that whatever i can offer anybody that watches this is uh, some hope and a few items that i i would i would encourage people to be focused upon mm-hmm. because the reality is there there's never been a time that uh, has had so much opportunity attached to it because so many people um, are going to be rethinking their entire life. I mean, just think about it. Just, you know, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you know, people were talking about maybe I'd be sick. They weren't talking about not being able to go to church, mm-hmm. not being able to take their kids to school, not being able to, you know, you go into, I went into two stores yesterday. I went into a store this morning. And you kind of get this little weird look like people are looking at you and it's almost created this, um, this culture of, I would say uncertainty, but when there is a, where there is a void in uncertainty, a void of leadership, it's very easy for fear. Mm -hmm. It is very easy for doubt. It is very easy for all of these negative emotions and feelings to creep in and where this is an opportunity for someone like you who has been helping people and been teaching people how to make money online and have been teaching me how to make money online. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to be a light right now. It is an opportunity to be a light and really empower people to say, yeah, uh, this might get difficult. Uh, you know, I heard somebody say this morning, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt said it's going to get better before it gets worse, but it will get, I mean, excuse me, it's going to get worse before it gets better but it will get better. And we're going to work through this certain, this set of circumstances one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the, the thing is, is that what, what you do and what you've been an evangelist about for the whole time that I've known you is, 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 is the idea of making money online, but how to, how to generate leads, how to talk to people, how to more effectively talk to people, it was a lot of the same thing that a, a wonderful, amazing, super talented person told you. And you've taken it to a level that just inspires me and makes me wonder, uh, which is one of the big things that I want to share is uh, had we just stayed consistent. Yeah, I agree. What, 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 where would, where would life be today at 2020? Would, would, would this have the same meaning to me and you or to, to other people that are watching? If you not only knew some things, but you're also doing the work and you do the work. I think, man, as a backstory, I think that the skills acquired along the way over the last seven years, man, have, have shaped us where we're at today. And uh, I'm just, I'm grateful. So I want to talk about this, man. Tell me what is, what is your process, right? Of staying focused. I know you've been talking a lot about that today about pushing and being hopeful and all that stuff, but elaborate. What do you think is a good thing for people to stay focused on? What do you think? I know you said progress and online marketing and all that kind of stuff, but in your opinion, what's the most important thing? The first thing is you got to decide what you're going to look at. What, what, what you look at and what you focus upon, whether it is news sports, Netflix, online training, coaching, whatever, that information, negative things, pornography, 
It is going to influence your mind and the, it will affect you. And if you're constantly looking at things that make you think about what you don't have, what you don't know, it's going to make you afraid. Mm-hmm. What you can't have, what you I mean, what you don't know, what you can't do, what you don't have, those three things right there are going to make you feel disempowered, to say the least. So what do you do? What what are the things that that uh, make me empowered? It's growing in my in my faith. I'm a born again Christian. It's very important to me. I try to have a devotional or try to have some time like that every day. Listen to something positive. I try to exercise. Um, I try to focus on things. I'm very, I love uh, James Clear book, Atomic Habits. Yeah, me too. About habit force, which is, you know, trying to focus on being 1% better at at anything every day. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way that you can do that, number one, I'm not telling people to put their head in the sand or I'm not encouraging people to do that. But I'm saying, once you kind of know what's going on, then it's time to shift your focus and say, I've received this information. Now, what am I going to do about it? And what you're going to, what you're going to have to do about it is to be able to use that information almost like a weather report and to, and to be able to make decisions and to start setting goals and to start creating a game plan to move forward. Because what most people are doing right now is they are just succumbing and just being grounded by um, the desire to not do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's the worst place. And, it, and, and, and believe me, if you're watching this being like, you know, who is, who's this guy? <laughs> it is, I'm, I'm saying the same thing to myself. I did a video this morning and the whole concept of the video was, you know, we're in the spring and there's seed time and there's harvest and the opportunity to, to grow as an entrepreneur, to learn new skills. Two weeks ago, people were saying, man, I am so busy with work. I am so busy with the kids. I am so busy with all these things. And now they're just saying, well, I'm, I'm watching four or five hours of news. What, what could, what could two hours of online training, two hours of action every day do for people. Yeah. I mean, today there's today I I, I would, I would bet majority of about 25% to 30% of Americans today aren't self quarantine, like quarantine from their job. Like they, their jobs have shut down. Like today it announced that the malls in Texas are going to start closing. My girlfriend's mall, actually Lakeline just shut down today. No more, no, not open for another, it was like 13 days. So with all of that 13, 14, 15, 20 days, it's going forward. What Jerry was talking about is, is putting that attention, that focus that you have now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to watch Netflix, the news, Facebook, YouTube videos, or are you actually going to grow and become something from it? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, don't, don't experience some of those things. But what I'm saying is you talk to the people and they're, I read this and I listened to that and I just got through listening to this guy. And all the while, the, the, the time in the hourglass is passing. Mm-hmm. And in good times, people don't do the work. But in, in negative times, most people don't do the work either because they're simply just focused on the problem. Mm-hmm. They are focused on the problem. And, you know, as someone who works in the oil and gas industry, this is not going to be good for me. No. You know, oil prices were in the mid 50s two weeks ago. Right now it was at $24. I mean, that's, that's it's, it's literally costing energy companies money to produce oil, produce a barrel of oil. So um, I'm going to have to make some radical, radical changes. And it's things that I think, honestly, it may be difficult, man, but it also is time. It's time 
to, you know, I look at someone, I look at someone like you and really and truly the only people that give results are the people that put in the work that do it. And I, I have met so many online marketers and I have met so many so-called experts and gurus and different people. And they have, you know, they have a PhD in internet marketing. They have a PhD in network marketing and they never made any money. And, and so there are people out there uh, that uh, can talk a, a really good game, but you definitely are someone who is implementing and what you've done with with your fusion system and what you've done. And I'm not just here to just kind of laud your praises, but I, I, I know what you, I know what you're doing and I see the results that you're getting and I see the compound result of work that you've done a couple of years ago and things that are beginning to happen. And I'm, I'm happy for you. And I know that, uh, you know, what you're doing works. Thanks, man. I, uh, it took me a while to figure it out. I mean, you, truth be told for everyone, for the record, this guy's the guy that, that put me onto that process. And uh, funny enough, the fusion prospecting system I use today is how me and him met. He was doing a similar variation. I, I fusion you. Yeah. Seven years ago. <laughs> and uh, I just showed up, made it my own, changed it better. And, um, he shoved the information in my head when I was a, a lost little green pea and I, I didn't know where to go, you know, and, and on that book that you mentioned at the start of this podcast, you were the person that put that book in my hand. And that book is one of the big reasons that I say that I am who I am today. I mean, I went and got a sales job because of that book and I completely quit the path that I was going down. And so I, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think if, if, if people, uh, you know, am I concerned about everything that's going on? Am I worried about getting sick or something like that? I, I mean, yeah, sure. But at the same time, every single person that's listening to this video or listening to this uh, recording, you've experienced hardship. I would say what got you out of that hardship, what got you out of the breakup, the business failure, the uh, uh, being laid off, being fired, uh, you know, having a family member pass away, it was time. You know, I would, I would probably exclude maybe a close, close person to you uh, passing away. But a, a lot of those other things, it was, it was the ability to take action in spite of that and what moved you out of that. Because yeah. really, that's the only thing that's going to move the needle. And then you would say, okay, well, what do you need to do? And that's, that kind of gets back into some of the tactics and things that you do. But what I would, what I would challenge people is, is to read the tea leaves on this. You don't have to really know an expert about everything that's going to happen to know. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, they're, they're talking about all these people that are going to potentially get laid off and it was service industry people. It was, it was just a, a wide variety of different people. Well, I was sitting here and I was looking earlier today about doing a subscription service. That was a training program mm -hmm. and it was the exact same amount of Netflix. And I was like, what's the return that I'm getting on my Netflix? So <laughs> I canceled my Netflix and I got that one. Yeah. And I think that there's people that are going to have to start making more prudent choices. Do I want to go? And uh, I, I just, I, I, I think that this, we've just never experienced this, which kind of causes a little panic. But for people who have either experienced difficulty or been through a season that's been difficult, this is this is where you make money or you create a foundation 
that sets you up for the rest of your life right now. Mm -hmm. And there's a a mentor that I like that I really appreciate with. And he was talking about the 2008 crisis and he was telling me my net worth quadrupled from 2008 to 2010. Now he also had some other things that he had lined up for, for years. But when things like this happen, I just think there's so many people that are looking at their devices or looking at their phones that are open to just getting looking at anything. Why can't it be, why can't it be you giving them direction, giving them reassurance, showing them how to be an entrepreneur? Okay. And I don't know if I'm kind of rambling a bit, but what I just, I just think that, uh, you know, this is, this is the time to really just, Push yourself, push yourself to get outside of your comfort zone because you may not have another choice. You may not have any other choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, seriously, I mean, what, this whole idea about thinking it's going to be two weeks, what, what are people going to do after the two weeks? Yeah. If you're saying that school in California is canceled for six weeks, six months, some well, are going to be months. six months. Okay. So, months, I mean, if, if, if things like that get delayed that long, we're not talking about, you know, just get groceries for two weeks. This is going to change the life and the culture in this country. And you're not going to be able to go and tell the guy you pay rent or the guy you pay your mortgage to or whomever, or the person who owns the note on your car, it's coronavirus. I'll pay you back. They're going to say, I'm really sorry. Here's your eviction notice. Here's your foreclosure notice. And that's, that's why I just think you have something that is so unique because you are teaching people how to make money. You're making money and you're, you're, you're not teaching somebody something that worked 10 years ago. You're teaching stuff that works right now. And I'm not just here to give you a commercial, but that's what, that's what we're, that's what we're working on. Yeah, man. I, um, I agree. I think, I think today, I think there's been no better time than the present to take action. There's been no better time than this moment today in history to show up and do what needs to be done. And I say that from my perspective because most of the world has stopped moving. And I've said this in almost every video that I've recorded today, but most people have stopped moving, stopped taking action, stopped doing. And when people stop doing, that leaves problems that need to be solved unsolved. And what causes value and wealth in this world is is people solving problems. You create value, whether it be in your pocketbook or in relationships and connections, which all of those usually relate back to your pocketbook, sometimes longer than others. But all value in this world is created by solving problems. Today, there's more problems than ever, especially than two weeks ago, that that the average person has experienced in, in terms of problems. And so I think today, right now, is the best time to be spending, figuring out, and talking to new people. You might not be making commissions this very second. You might take an income hit right now, but the problems you're going to be able to solve tomorrow because of the things that you figured out today will compound and pay dividends. New problems are happening. You might have to transition and shift and pivot and do new things. In fact, if this thing pays out, plans out the way that my buddy says it's going to plan out and Corona is going to be here for a little while, we probably have to do things. To I, don't, I don't know. I, who knows how long the virus is, but the economic impact of the whole thing is, is not going to be a two week deal. Oh, agreed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just who knows? It could be, 
30 days. It could be 18 months. I mean, I was just watching um, a video from Cuban, Mark Cuban, Cuban saying a year. And so he said that the, on the economic impact, he goes, man, a year from now, our markets might be back to normal. And so, man, I, no one knows. But what I do know is the only thing you can control is the action you take and the six inches between your ears. So, uh, I mean, what, what, what action do you see or what opportunity do you see right now? Okay, I mean, because here's the problem. Uh, people open opportunities open in a different way that they weren't just a couple of weeks ago. Of course. Two alternative ways to make money. Yep. So if we're talking about making money online, I mean, there's only really two choices. It's to, you know, it's either to advertise or it's to online prospect. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, unless you've already, unless you've already got a big engine already revved up, but I'm talking about if you, if you're looking to do this now and you hadn't really been doing it, is that, well, is that what we're talking about? Well, to give context of exactly what you just said, man, there, what he's asking is, is how do you get started? Right. In the online internet marketing space, you have two choices. Your goal is to acquire attention. That's how you make money online. You get known, you get people to look at you whatever. And there's only two ways to acquire attention online. You pay for it or you hustle for it. You prospect or you get on other people's podcasts and other people's shows, find out who already has the attention or you run advertisements and you, you pay. I, I mean, how do you get started? I think the simplest way for anybody that, that has just basic skills, everybody can do this is just, you just literally start talking to people because man, Everything that you want in this life, somebody else has it. It's on the other side of that other person that you need to talk to. And everybody's heard the saying, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And over the last seven years, since I met you, my goal was to just use the internet to have a, a high tech way to know more people. And that's kind of what prospecting and fusion that you mentioned, fusion prospecting meant to me was leveraging content creation and interviews and things like this to get in front of other people so they could hear me, see my voice, hear my, well, see, hear my voice, see my face. And I could say, Hey dude, my name's Jeff Trimble. What do you do? You know, tell me about you. My number one question statement, I guess that I use every day, dude, what do you tell me about you? Thanks for messaging me. Thanks for adding me. Tell me about you. And I think more people need to be going out on social media, getting into Facebook groups, need to be on Instagram, need to be searching for other people that are like them, maybe a younger version of yourself. And shoot them a message and say, "Hey, dude, what's going on, man? I'd love to know." I don't more necessarily about you. think I'm it's a you. younger version of yourself. I don't think. I don't think. When I say when I say younger version of yourself, I don't mean age wise. I mean in an experience or a model of something that you can help other people with. And it doesn't always have to be a younger version of yourself. That's just kind of my target market is usually a younger version of me, who I what, who I used to be two years ago or three years ago. Those are the people that I usually try to help because I know I can help them because I was there. On to you. What were you saying? On to me. Well, what? Um, okay. Well, let, let's talk about uh, what kind of content would you be creating right now? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, content creation, man. Because see, here here's the problem with this, in sure. my opinion. Yep. The problem is if you just come at it from this kind of opportunistic. See, I'm from the Gulf Coast. We went through Hurricane Harvey. 
Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to have everybody's house flood. And then you have someone come and knock on your door. And I mean, obviously everybody knows you have a problem. You just literally <laughs> home. And I'm not laughing. I mean, my parents' house had five feet of water. We lost everything or they lost everything in their home. I'm not, I'm not laughing about the circumstance, but you don't want to be what's known in the South as a carpet bag. So you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a predatory person that's saying, Oh, obviously you can't work from home. So surprise, I'm going to now show you how to do it. But it's like, where's the, where's the eloquence? Where's the art in that? Man, I think, I think it's giving the house away for free. I think, man, being a salesperson in a time like this is tough. People are cold calling all day long and I've half of my clients right now are health insurance. And so they're literally cold calling people. Are you trying to die from coronavirus? Like, you know, no way. I just made that up, but, but you get the point. Like, it's like, dude, it's like, it's the exact same thing except the opposite side. So how do you be eloquent about it? The truth of the matter is, is you be honest, transparent, and you just give, you just give without expectations of in return and be caring to the point of understanding of actually who you're talking to and what their needs and their problems are. Because in sales, man, there's an, ethical, there's an ethical way to do something. You always have to earn the right to present your product or your service. You can't just pitch your product or service to anybody and everybody just because you want to. I think that's wrong and unethical, and, and that is not what it should be. So to answer your question directly. you think it's unethical or you think it's ineffective? Unethical. I think, I think at the end of the day, if you're going out there and you're just pitching to anybody and everybody – I think it's unethical, especially because of what has happened today. Because dude, customers, not every customer is qualified to buy your product. And there's going to be people that will say yes to your products or services because you shotgun blast it that should not have bought and purchased in the first place. And I believe as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, at the very least, it is our responsibility to make sure that the people that are buying our products are qualified. I mean, not completely. And it depends on the business, of course. But it's like Apple's not going to say you're not qualified to buy an iPhone. But if you're selling, you know, tile roofing to somebody that has a house that can't support a tile roof, that is unethical. And it's unethical to be knocking on every single person's door trying to get a presentation to sell tile roofing, especially if you're trying to sell a tile roof to somebody in a trailer park. Mm -hmm. That is unethical. You know, it kind of, <laughs> when you're talking about that, it reminds me of all the stuff that I've told you about social dancing. Mm-hmm. So like I've been taking all my dance lessons yep. and I've learned, I've learned more about leadership from taking formal dance lessons. So I started taking dance lessons cause I actually wanted to use it to get out of the house. And I went to start learning like country dancing, like two step and West coast and West coast is a, is another type of dance, but just start dancing. And one of the things I learned about, especially asking people to dance, which is very similar to sales, <laughs> you know, obviously if, if you're single and, someone else is single and they're at the bar obviously they're there for to have fun and to possibly have companionship but if you just go straight towards hey would you just like to go back and you know <laughs> or would you like to get married here's a wedding ring obviously it's kind of weird and that's often how so often obviously if people are on linkedin or they're talking about business yep that's what they're there to talk about but there there's a, a finesse so, the, just the, the one point that I just simply wanted to make out of this was when I started taking dance lessons, it looked so confusing. 
But what I realized is that every sequence led into another sequence. And once you broke down the three or four sequences, that this led to this, A led to B, C, uh, B led to C, C led to D. And when you just kind of understood that, and I guess that's where knowing the skills mm-hmm. removes the doubt, yes, removes the fear, removes the mystery of the whole thing. And I think that's, I think when you're talking about selling for sure, it, it it's just, uh, it's being open to, it's kind of just being open to, I guess, find the need, but the only way you can do that is to actually engage and to actually probe a little bit. Well, it's, it's about asking real questions. And that's exactly what you just said is engaging and probing, but it comes down to actually genuinely caring about the person on the other side of the monitor, the screen, the DM, whatever it may be about their needs, their problems, their wants, their frustrations, and what's actually going on in their life. Because if you actually care about those things and the conversation flows rel- relatively easy, if they're a qualified person in the first place, especially if you're an entrepreneur coach or if you're a salesperson selling a business opportunity or something like that, majority of the people that you would want in your opportunity or that you would want to work with you or to learn from you or whatever, maybe even is by your cell phones or by your websites or whatever, majority of those people are already there looking for it. Too many people, this is, this is why this is this is kind of funny thing. This is why I called myself Jeff the Honest Marketer. I went through this whole sales thing, right? I I sold and sold and sold and sold. But salespeople are closers and they pride themselves on their close rate. And for me, I think that you shouldn't pride yourself on your close rate. You should pride yourself on your pride yourself on your referral rate, on on your relationship rate, on how many people know your name and actually respect that. The old school respect kind of thing, right? But I think I think that's the problem when we go to make money online, right? Is when we start to go create content or we start to reach out and add people as a friend on Facebook, we forget that it's actually a human on the other side of the internet that's out there that you're reaching out to and messaging. And that human is in some somewhere, shape, or form in life. You have no idea because they're on the other side of the internet. You know, maybe they're freaking out because they're they're child just had problems or that their dad is sick or whatever, or they're $60,000 in debt and they're trying to pay off their credit cards. And when we use the internet, we don't see those things. As a salesperson and in real life, when you're talking to people one-to-one, the energy, you can feel it a lot of times. You can see it, you can smell it. Like you can get a good guess of who that person is and where that person is at to kind of build a connection, a relationship. When you're selling over the phone, when you're selling over the internet, you don't see those things. You don't talk to these people. When you're over the phone, you can hear their voice and you can kind of get tonality, but through text, through social, you have no idea. And so I think it's our responsibility. The hardest part of the internet is is remembering that they're real people and it's our responsibility to remember the real people. Real people need help. Real people have real problems. And people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So go get more people to know, like you, know you, like you, trust you by talking to more people. And you talk to more people just the same old way that you would talk to anybody in real life. I think too many people overcomplicate it. Go join a Facebook group and you say, hey, dude, my name's Jeff Trimble. What do you do? Just like you do in a meetup group or a local community anywhere. You go to where they're at. And you say, hey, dude, it's way cool that we're both here at the same place. 
Tell me about you. Way cool. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the biggest thing that um, I don't know. I just I the only real thought that I actually wrote down. I know that we, if anybody's still watching or listening or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I the, the three things were well, the, the the three points that I led down is this. I think this has there are three opportunities that are very present right now. Yeah. One is the opportunity to change. It's the opportunity to change because we may be forced to change forced to change occupations, careers, types of work. Um, it may force people to rethink a lot of things that we've been doing that we have been, uh, we have been able to do in this kind of false sense of security because mm -hmm. most people don't have three to six months of savings. Most people don't, you know, don't have vehicles paid off or they're living above their means. I'm going to tell you, I'm 35 years old. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nice luxury cars that uh are about to go bye-bye yeah um the second thing is is um it's an opportunity to grow it's an opportunity to grow as a person it's an opportunity to learn new skill sets develop new skills develop new talents and reservoirs of your personality and your heart um there's never been an opportunity to just give more of of oneself it's something that honestly that uh I've been reluctant to do, but uh, it's something that you've, you've probably inspired me as much as anyone to start contributing that. And, and I want to do that because it leads into the third thing. And that's an opportunity to lead. Yeah. The older generation, because of the health risk of this thing are not really by choice, but more of demand are needing to kind of take a step back. So what does that mean? What, I mean, when you have when you when you have a void, something fills that space, and it's either going to be order or it's going to be chaos. And the only thing that duplicates in any business, the only thing that makes anything happen, is leadership. And leadership is about personal leadership. It's about getting yourself, you getting your own self to take action, to get yourself to do what you say you're going to do. And then it's about being able to do that enough to where somebody's willing to say, I'll walk on that journey with you. And I first started learning about <clears throat> social media prospecting, not really the online marketing, the attraction marketing types of things, but just social media prospecting. I, I found a guy who claimed to really know it really well. And he, he's a good guy and well-meaning and everything. But based upon that information that he trained, he taught me, it took me over 1,600 people to actually get to Jeff. Yep. To meet you on Twitter. And I am so glad that I did because it not only, on that particular occasion, it did lead to a, a, a sale, but it also led to a friendship. Prospecting pays. Prospecting pays in more ways than just money. but when if 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 we use all of these different things right now as a as a reason to uh to take action in spite of some difficult circumstances it may be the best gift that life's given us and that's really the best thing that it it's a theme that that i'm meditating on but 
you know, that's what faith's all about. The only, the only thing about when you, when you talk about faith without works is dead. And that's what we have to do right now is to be faithful and to take action. I love it, man. So we've been here now for 40 minutes. And what I want to do is I want to kind of wrap up with one last thought or something that you have to the audience. What is something that you would like to part with by saying maybe parting advice, maybe just one thing that's impacted you the most in the last week? I don't know. But what is one thing, man, that you just like to give just to give? I think the most important thing that I can tell anybody is, uh, man, it's about consistency. It's about geometric progression. It's about the compound effect. Anything that you're consistently doing is anything is what you're going to consistently get. And so if this is the thing that forces you to stop doing anything for a prolonged period, don't be surprised at two, three, four, five months later, a year later, that those results start coming back. This needs to be an opportunity for us to in, in embrace um, the compound effect. Embrace doing a little bit every day, doing something every day. If you got to do a lot, do a lot. But, you know, I, uh, you know, personally and just in health, just a small example. I, my weight stayed the exact same for about four years. And I tried a variety of different diets and different little health things and different things. And the two things that I had a friend, I had one, my best friend tell me, focus on putting more weight on the bar and the major muscle groups. And then I read somewhere else about doing fasted cardio. And it wasn't till, uh, you know, probably 30 to 45 days later, but once I hit about that 40 day mark, magic started to happen. And I mean, I've, I'm now in, in better shape than I was 10 years ago. So what I mean is, is once you learn those two or three things and just focus on them for 30 days and 60 days and keep Keep, if you hear about that doubling the penny, keep doubling that penny and you keep running that out. And the problem is with all this fear and uncertainty, it just makes everybody stop. So you don't do anything. And all of that, all of that, that growth that you have and will just wither and die if you just stop. And that's what, that's what people have to do. And that's what you're doing. And that's what other leaders have to step up and do. And that's what I got to do. So whatever you choose to do in this time of, developing an online business or brand or whatever you do, you have to be consistent or you're literally wasting your time. You're building a sandcastle. It's here today and gone tomorrow. Right. Yeah, man. That's all I got, buddy. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. And final remarks. What is uh, your, your new Instagram handle? So anybody that are listening to this, they can follow your, your new awesome. At, at, at Gerald Eddins Jr. So, yeah. Uh, that's where anybody can find me and I'd, I'd be happy to give anybody uh, my two cents and help them as much as I can. I love so, it, man. I'm so I'm so happy for you and what you're doing and you're just getting started. You got a bright, bright entrepreneurial future and we're going to do it together. We, we got, we got lots of time and with lots of time causes lots of action. And so let's just keep, keep on swimming, man. Just keep swimming and eventually we'll get there wherever it is that we're going. Over a waterfall. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe, um, <laughs> but no. I'll tell you what, uh, what I would love maybe is to do a video on how to craft your story. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast.
All right. All right, man. Bye. Until later. See you all soon. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all later.